Do 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 do. Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to episode 46 of the Switch Mania Playcast. The Retroidisode. Where we're all just minions. <laughs> Retroid. I figured it was going to be the Wondersode. I was thinking that <laughs> after you said it, and that worked so much better. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> JP. I, I really, you know, it's getting harder after 40 something episodes. It's, uh, it's not easy coming up with easy tweets. Oh, I know. When you were gone, I had to do it. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not. It's just a lot of pressure. In fact, Jay, uh, Jeff actually threw me under the bus with it. Like, where's your quip? I'm like, what quip? What are you talking about? I didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> oh, it's always I, I spent all week trying to come up with this, and I don't even play the games. I don't even know what's going on in the news. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, uh, I know some stuff. I say, uh, so if you didn't play this game, that's a big problem. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> played this game. Jeez. I'm, I'm very curious about your thoughts, because I got to play this at PAX, um, with the developer sitting next to me, and they had a special uh, demo version of it, um, which is wondering what we're talking about from Retroid. So we'll get into the game, but just quick story. So I'm sitting with him, playing the game, and it's pretty much the first few levels, and it's, it's cut a little bit differently, so you know there is an end to the demo. But, I mean, it, it hooked me in, and being able to talk with the developer as you're playing the game that he's been working on, uh, was just amazing. So I was very excited when we finally got to play this for the playcast, and I'm very curious what both of your thoughts are because I know I like the game already going into this. Um, but I'm just really excited to talk about it. So hopefully you both had a good experience that we'll get to learn more about shortly. So Barry looks like uh, JP just uh, took over, and we're talking about the game one minute in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He already well, told a story. We can't go back. You know, now. you know, it's kind of funny because if you look at last week's episode, he did everything he could to procrastinate from talking about the game <laughs> to the point that he's like, "All right, it's an hour and a half. We got to stop." I'm like, "No, no, we didn't even talk about the game yet because he didn't play it." And now a minute in, the polar opposite. Here he is jumping into the game. It's true. Oh, JP. Yeah. So what we'll do for the episodes right now, we're gonna talk about the game, then we'll go into some news, um, some Switch Collector stuff, and all that. So let's start with the day gone game, JP. <laughs> crazy, crazy person. All right, so the game of the episode, as JP already spoiled, is Wonderling uh, by Retroid, developed um, and published on the eShop, uh, released on March 5th, 2020. In Wonderling, you take control of the Wonderling, a low-level video game goon who has just unlocked the power to jump. Unable to stop or change direction at will, you will need to plan ahead and master Wonderling's abilities to navigate treacherous scrolling levels and chase down that pesky hero who looks like a carrot. An anthropomorphic, <laughs> anthropomorphic carrot. <laughs> like, honestly, like, playing it at, you get to play as the carrot for like the first two seconds of the game, and I'm like, ooh, this is gonna be a fun game, and then it's like, he disappears. <laughs> I definitely did not sympathize with the carrot as the game went on because he turns into kind of a jerk. <laughs> it's a little frustrating. Um, yeah, so um, basically this was the first game on the Switch Opedia Saturdays. Um, Switch Collector Saturdays, whatever we want to call it. Um, I was live streaming last week. Um, and I played through a majority of the game. I got to a point where I was dying over and over again, and it was getting pretty late, so I ended up, um, shutting down the stream, and then I ended up sitting on the couch 
with a wife who was still playing Animal Crossing. And um, I ended up completing the game. It was really, really fun. So I ended up beating the game. Um, I liked all the different weird boss battles and craziness because as you go through, your um, the, the unlocking the the power is from a witch and a talking cow, which is like <laughs> recording it on a video camera. And so the interesting piece is is that like there's spots where the witch will dabble you with her magic, and then you'll turn into crazy different things to fight the uh, the evil carrots. Sometimes the carrots in a giant mech suit. There's other craziness, and helps to break up the monotony. Um, I enjoyed the you know, single screen, scrolling all over the place <laughs> style um, puzzle game. Reminded me a lot of Super Meat Boy, but with force scrolling. So I think that's how the new game's gonna be on Super Meat Boy, because it's gonna be kind of an auto runner. And that's what this game is, is an auto runner. Um, going through though, like you can see initially in the early stages, like at least the first three worlds or so, you can see like where the little secrets are. Later on, like I couldn't find the secrets. It was craziness. Um, uh oh. Uh, yeah. So like, I absolutely was not going for a hundred percent because there's no way in hell I'd have beaten the game if I tried that because. I would have literally been replaying levels, just searching for stuff over and over again. And I figured I'll beat the game first, then I'll go back if I really want to and start honing in and getting 100%. Um, I did like, though, that you unlock like little costumes for your character. So my character, I think at the end, had like a Jason mask. And, <laughs> and, and I always was holding the Switch controllers because I was like, I got that early yep. on. Me got too. That, got that early on, so. <laughs> and I think I had, like, board shorts or swim shorts and some sandals. And <laughs> there was, like, some crazy, crazy costumes. And I changed it up on the stream as I was playing, um, mm -hmm. which is live on, on my YouTube channel. It's Jeffrey Wittenhagen on, on YouTube. Um, it'll stay up there. Uh, there was It was a pretty long live stream, but it was really fun. Um, but I enjoyed it. Uh, what about you, Barry? Since JP took over, he gets to go last. <laughs> he gets to go last. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, so, so I didn't know what to expect going into this. I just knew that JP liked it, and he said there was a twist. So I started, and I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I could see this is very Mario-inspired with the green pipes and and uh, the the Wonderlings, which were Goomba-inspired. And I was like, okay, cool. Now I got a staff, and all right, this is kind of interesting. And then when you beat the level with the flagpole, again, Mario... Um, the real mechanic kicked in, and oh, you're you're the Wonderling going after. I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing here. <laughs> um, the premise is awesome. The humor is awesome. Um, this is the type of game that I enjoy in short bursts, and usually like right before bed, just to like, kind of wind down. Uh, except as playing through the game, it got more and more complicated and more and more frustrating and more and more like, oh, my God. Uh, so I did also start to go for 100% until I had that run where I was like 50 of 50 and I just missed my jump and died and I had to start all over. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing 100%. Screw it. <laughs> Wait till um, they get longer later. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. And there, there are definitely some things I am not a huge fan of, like the whole. And again, it's part of the strategy, but like you have to the the pellets you have to collect or the flowers. Um, if you don't collect them after a certain amount of time, you die. So, like yeah. if you if sometimes what you have to backtrack. So if you 
collect them all the first run. Like, oh, I did it perfectly. When you're backtracking, there's nothing to collect, and you can't refill your heart health, and you die. Um, it added a level to strategy, but sometimes when you, you had a great run and you just missed one jump, there was no time to try to reset to do it again, and things like that kind of frustrated me. How far did you um, get, Barry? I was into world three. Okay, because as you progress too, and I didn't mention this, every world you unlock a new part of your ability <laughs> to the point where you eventually can start clinging onto walls and doing craziness and shooting like doing like a crazy like dash forward through stuff. So like there's like a lot of abilities by the time you get to the end. So that all complicates the whole thing. Oh yeah, like the, to me, the guy was on the switches and stuff, and they were starting to like. Oh, I hit the switch, or I jumped, but like it, it counted me as hitting the switch, and I was like, "But I jumped," and and then that, there was no time to go back and reset. So it just got to the point that there there were definitely some frustrations from that, and I, that's that's the nature of the beast. Yeah. Uh, for me, the problem is, like I said, that this is the type of thing I like to do right before bed and just relax. And I already have like three games I play right before bed to relax, so it was really hard for me to fit in. Um, because it does, it, it does get monotonous as you said it yourself. And yeah. it does like for me, like, like as a kid, I could sit through, you know, playing Mario, like no problem. Like even now, like the 2d Mario's, um, I have to really be in the mood. Otherwise I can only do a few levels and I'm like, all right, I'm kind of bored of this at this point. Um, I'm just more of an RPG gamer, more of a story based gamer. You know, I'll sit in front of the, the screen for 12 hours playing an epic RPG and even grinding. Cause I know what's coming and I want to beat the next boss. Um, but just going through frustrating levels, it's just one of those where I can only do for short bits. And that's not the fault of this game. This is just the genre of the game. For what it does, it does excellently. Like, absolutely. It controls well. The graphics are great. The the mechanics, complicating mechanics, the flying was interesting. Like, for me, (laughs) like, one one of the levels that really got me was because you're constantly moving forward, when you hit a wall, you, like, bounce back a little bit to go back again against the wall. And you have to do that to bounce around spikes. And I thought that was really well done. And I was like, oh, like that is creative. So there's a lot of thought. There's a lot of love in this game. And the developers, in my opinion, did a phenomenal job. And if you like auto runners type thing and, and, and you like uh, the challenge of things like Super Meat Boy, as mentioned before as well, um, this is right up your alley. And mm-hmm. I, I do recommend this. For me, I don't think I'm going to go back and finish it all just because there's just too many games and not, no time. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those that maybe maybe down the road, I'll if I'm not playing anything at night, just to, to wind down a bit. But otherwise, yeah, it, I, it's, it's great, though. <laughs> I will have to say that this is probably my favorite auto runner to date, for sure. Like I like this better than Runner 3. Um, I like this better than some of the other games I've played too. And Murder 3 is awesome. So, like, this is, I think this is, like, better just because of the retro aesthetics and the references to other games and, like, the fact that it's, like, pixelated style and the little unlockables. And, and to me, also- the frustration okay. wasn't as bad for me. Like, it wasn't really frustrating. It was like there were some challenging parts that I just didn't want to replay that level. But when I went to the next level, it, like, clicked and I was good. So it was there, like a, there were times yeah. I had that frustrating though, where I was like I missed the jump for the fifteenth time. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> but it also it also has like a, a Mario versus Donkey Kong kind of vibe too, like in the level structure. Like usually the like water runners are more like linear levels. Yeah, um, this, this is more puzzle oriented, like the Mario versus Donkey Kong games. But uh, yeah, for me, favorite runner. Honestly, I don't play many water runners, but I, I really like mario run like even though it's a mobile game i just really enjoyed that game for some reason 
Yeah, that game was cool. So, JP. Yes, I'm here. What did you think? My turn. Well, <laughs> I like I liked it. Um, same same um, with Barry. I don't play a lot of auto runners. I can't even really think when I may have played one last because it's just not one that I typically pick up. But I loved it. And everything Barry said, I, I agree with because when I first tried it at PAX, and you play that first level with the cat. I was like, okay, like it's a platformer, it's it's cool. And I'm thinking like, this this game won awards. Like I see this big billboard right next to this to the TV, and it's like it won like a PAX award already. Like on its first day, it won some other awards. And I'm thinking like, okay, I'm, I'm I may be missing something. Maybe I'll just have to play a little bit more. And then that twist happens like very early on, and you're like, oh, you're not the carrot. You're playing the complete opposite side of it, and he's the bad guy in the game. And I loved it. I thought it was so smart. And when I realized that it was more of a puzzle platformer, I'm like, this mm-hmm. is fantastic. Like, I I really like to be challenged, like, lately in games. Like, I normally did not used to. And, you know, I always go back to talking about using strategy guides, like, for everything. Like, any game that had a strategy guide, I would buy. And I would use it because I didn't want to miss anything. And I just felt they were very easy to use. And lately, you know, with guides not really being that available anymore... I start to play games like they're meant to be played, like on your own, exploring and whatnot. And a game like this where there's a lot of collectibles and hidden objectives and hidden pipes and hidden levels, because we didn't even mention that there's, um, besides finding treasure chests, in every, so what happens is in the game, you press pause, you see how many coins are in the level, and you see what else you can find. So it's, it's always a treasure chest, and sometimes it's a cassette tape, so you unlock music, and then there's also warps that take you to special levels. And I think so far... I've seen three in each world that okay. you can find. Um, so it adds to, to the game because, one, it's, you, can, you can just play through it, right? Enjoy the story, get the bare minimum, which are the coins, and then move on. Then there's the additional benefit of, like, okay, I can find treasure chests. I can start getting those unlockable. So the accessories, which, you know, they don't do anything for you in the game, but it's more just to customize your character. And it's fun. Like, same thing. I, I got glasses. I put glasses, I got a mohawk, I got like the Sonic red shoes, I got the Joy-Cons, and I start just having fun dressing up my character. And then it gets you, it, it's smart, because, you know, early on in, in World 1, the puzzles are relatively very easy. Like, it's very hard to not be able to complete them. So by the time you get to World 2, you're like, okay, I have an idea of what to expect. I know to kind of like jump and find, you know, a hidden wall that opens up that I can do something. And then by World 3, I'm just like, What's going on? I've just spent like an hour and a half trying to do this one level, but I'm already hooked. I'm already like, you know what? I'm going for that 100%. And so far, I'm, I'm in the second half of World 3. I'm on like level 3- I think 11 maybe, and I'm still going for 100%. And it is a challenge. Um, one, you can't just do everything on the first try, so you have to replay the levels. And I mean, there's, there's this one level I just beat that I saw exactly what I had to do. There's this key in the right-hand corner, and I must have played that level 50 times going, like, I have no idea how to get to it. I'm trying everything. I'm trying to, like, miss certain jumps. I'm trying to, like, jump through spikes. Maybe it's an invisible spike kind of thing. And then you realize that, oh, you jump on one ledge, you quickly jump to the other, but if you jump instantly, you won't bounce to the left. You can still jump to the right. Mm -hmm. And it just, like, opened up, like, the entire game for me because I'm like, huh, I never even thought about that. And, I mean, it's, to me, the game is brilliant because it, it slowly introduces you to more mechanics, right? So you get the jump ability, then you get the dash ability, which is uh, the latest one that I have. So I don't know 
you know, you Jeffrey, you mentioned you, you get wall like cling. a wall cling later yeah. and you get some other stuff. So I don't even know what else is there, but to me it's just it's great. And then the the other thing I think about is like maybe you can answer this, but let's say you get the wall cling. Can you go back to an earlier level and now you can wall cling? Oh, I didn't it, try going back. Because I'm wondering if it's only for the future levels or – like I'm going in order. So yeah. I, as, as far as I can tell right now, the game is meant that you can get 100% in each level based on the skills that you have. Maybe that changes later. I don't know. But so far, eventually I've been able to get all the coins, all the treasure chests, the warps and stuff. So I haven't felt like, huh, I'm, I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. Maybe I should just keep going. So but, I, I mean, absolutely didn't backtrack at all, so – because I'm going to, I mean, once I can, I should probably try that. Like, even now, I should probably go to the first level and just see if I could just do a dash. Because that opens it up even more. Because it's like, oh, there's, maybe I have a better chance now of being able to get to the end of the level when you're using up all the flowers and whatnot. Um, but, you know, Barry addressed that already. And it's just smart. Like, there's a lot of strategy in the game. Because, you know, when I was playing it, you know, next to the developer, I'm collecting all the coins. And then I go, oh, I can go back to the left to the beginning of the level, and I can get that cassette tape, but now I'm dead. And I'm just thinking, like, what's going on? And then you realize, well, I have to jump over some of those flowers. I can't get them all at once. Um, I mean, the game has a lot to offer. And, like, I haven't looked at the time, but I know I've spent maybe four or five hours already in this game. And I'm only on World 3 of, you said there's eight I think seven or eight. eight. There's seven yeah. or eight levels, and the final level though is like an epic climb to the end. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of just get all the way up there, and you don't really do a final boss battle, which was kind of disappointing. It's kind of just and, end. And I, I mean, I love the the first boss battle where you know the witch turns you into a dragon, and <laughs> it's like because I, I asked him when I'm sitting next to him, I'm like, oh, are there boss battles? He's like, just wait, you'll see how we do them. And I thought it was just very smart and creative. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I this game is frustrating, but it's a rewarding kind of frustrating because when you get it, you feel so great that you, you know, if you invest the time and you're trying to go for that 100%, when you finally get it, you just feel like the sense of accomplishment. And then you go to the next level, and it's even worse in terms of like, oh my god, this is taking even longer. But this is definitely like a bedtime game for me. Like when I, I absolutely recommend playing this in short bursts because i think it's fun to do a few at a time and you get hooked and you want to keep going but when you get stuck i to me that's a good place to stop and then kind of refresh yourself the next day and and you know i think about the puzzles when i can't finish them and i go okay what can i do differently when i turn the system back on so to me it's just been a lot of fun like i absolutely will go through this game this is you know it's a digital title so it's on my switch permanently but it's going to be on my main screen for a long time until i finish the game um but yeah, I absolutely loved it, and for, I think it's $15 on the eShop. I definitely think it's well worth the money because there's just so much content in the game, and it is a different take on on the puzzle platformer. Like, I really like it. I thought it's very innovative. Um, I'm I'm stressing for a physical because I, I definitely think it it's there. It has a lot to offer. Um, but yeah, I I recommend this game. We can go around, but I'll I'll start. I absolutely recommend playing this game if you haven't i think you'll have a blast with it and i definitely think it's one of those games where if you want to go for the full 100 percent, play it in short bursts you know expand how much time you're playing with the game but if not if you want to just go through it like you said you could do it in one stream and i think you'd find it really enjoyable so a few of the listeners said that you don't you're not a true gamer if you don't 100 percent auto runners <laughs> while i was streaming that <laughs> was like i was like well i'm definitely not a true gamer because i'm just gonna enjoy myself during the stream and um 
I wholeheartedly agree that it's a high recommend, definitely worthy of a physical. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully it comes out as a physical. If not, then I'll make the daggone physicals Hagen's Alley or something. Like, let's, let's, let's do, do this. It. Let's do that, this. That would be a great first game. <laughs> They're all great I'm, I'm behind that. <laughs> They're all great games. But yeah, oh, yeah. I highly, highly recommend it. Definitely my favorite auto runner I've played. Um, love all the references. Please make more of these retro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't. You know, not just it. For me, I can't wait to see where they go from here. Mm-hmm. Because when, when you have a team that is passionate and uh, you, you can tell there's a lot of love in this game and they create something that is special because this is a special game. Um, it's really, for me, it's almost like just a stepping stone. Like, a lot of companies who started out with some really interesting games often went on to make bigger and better and, and just greater and grander games. And I just want to see where the studio goes because mm-hmm. I do think the studio has a bright future. Absolutely. And hopefully we get to play as the carrot in another game. Be- <laughs> yes, I was just thinking, how great would that be to finally get the other side and make it a platformer kind of game? Except for um, like, the carrot's evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I, I did really like that how the worlds open up because, you know, you start out and everything's pretty much on one screen, one, you know, left to right. But then you start going through pipes. You have checkpoints. You have save points. You have, um, you have multiple screens, which is just crazy. And sometimes you have long runs where you just can't break. And when you hit the save and then all of a sudden you get to, like, two screens and you die, you're like, oh, my God, I have to go so far back. And you lose mm-hmm. the the treasure chest that you found and you're just like okay this is definitely getting more challenging now and it's only level three like world three for me i mean like that's crazy that it's it ramped up that much already but the, ch- the checkpoints yeah. are pretty um pretty reasonable uh, as you yeah. get further in the game like there's multiple checkpoints and they do help except if you do miss a treasure chest you have to restart because like oh, yeah. mr treasure chest hit a checkpoint you can't go back mm-hmm. so i do like that you can self-explode so that mm-hmm. is very helpful um, cause that, that happened to me. Like I missed something and I'm nearing a checkpoint. I'm like, Oh no, no, I don't want to get there yet. So I just blow myself up and I'm like, okay, good. I can start again. Um, I did it on accident later when things started <laughs> to get really complicated. When you start uh-huh. adding all of the abilities, um, you're hitting Y and A and going in between. And then I tapped X on accident and blow up and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we do have some listener feedback on this game. What do we got? What do we got? All right. So, um, cat, Trulass said, nice to see people talk about Alex Fassian's passion project. Very fun game. So he was the writer, uh, did a lot of the jokes. It looks like he is oh. a host for he Super is, Beard Brothers. Yeah, he's on the Completionist channel. Um, oh, nice. And he does do Super Beard Brothers with Gerard the Completionist. So nice. um, I've met the dude at Portland. He's really cool. He's definitely a neckbeard hipster. He's got a giant beard. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. But, but the humor in this game is awesome. He de- definitely did, did well. Nice. Um, so Retroid said, looking forward to our review. So can't wait to share this with them and Uh-oh. let them know that we really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, Geodude2 said, fun game, enough said. Uh, then Soundproof did a gif of a cat with his mouth wide open. Okay. Nah! Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Nice157 said best game. So a few little feedbacks, but mm-hmm. you know what? I think once people listen to this playcast, you're going to see a lot more downloads because it definitely is one of those games that is just fun and definitely worth having in your library. So yep. that was 
Wonderlink from Retroid, and we and, give it a thumbs up. And definitely yeah. thank you to Retroid for yes. providing the yes. codes for the game. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, for sure. So, what are we playing next? Holy cow! Uh, yeah, <laughs> what are we playing next, Barry? <laughs> well. We are actually playing a game that comes from one of my friends that I met over at Play NYC, um, Wyatt Young. Uh, it is called Damaged in Transit. Hmm. It's actually three, three different people put it together. Um, and way it is, is it's, it's pretty much you are a cargo, uh, like you work at a like shipyard cargo yard and you control these drones, or, or at least you control the arrows for these drones. And there's two drones, and you have to get them from the starting point to the ending point, but all you control is the arrows. And like the auto runner, they will automatically run until they hit an arrow and change direction. And I've already started playing this game, and I think this is one you guys are going to like because it is another short burst game, but it, it does get <laughs> like it does get very anxious very quickly <laughs> but, because you have to pay attention to two things at once. But it is a lot of fun, and I can't wait to talk about it. And we also do have a code that we will be doing a giveaway this week, hopefully awesome. on Twitter. So we, they, they were able to provide us with an extra code to give out to people. Um, so if you're listening, we'll, we'll probably put that up this week and hopefully uh, get you guys some good stuff. But, yeah, awesome. it's uh, from Wyatt Young, uh, Greg Haffernan, and uh, Diego Garcia, the three people who made this game. Nice. Uh, speaking of a giveaway, I think, JP, we have to do uh, yes. the person that we picked for the Switch Collector giveaway from the live stream I did for the book unveiling of yes. Switch Collector Volume 1. Um, so some interesting feedback I had. Everybody was super excited uh, for the Switch Collector book is 312 pages so it's huge wow it's a huge That's a book great size book um so one thing that was cool that people didn't realize is that with the um slip case that i did the premium slip case um mm -hmm. i actually did it so it's almost like you're docking your switch so when you put the book in the slip case the actual <laughs> art has the dock behind the art <laughs> So like oh, it's so like, cool. and so it's and and there's a lot less text on the slipcase, so it just has Switch Collector Volume One doesn't have like my author name or the year or any of that stuff on mm -hmm. the spine, so that way people can display things like different ways. Those that got the slipcase, um, had a lot of people reaching out to me for the slipcase and so, and for the wooden book cover and things. Um, I always overprint a few extra copies, hmm. however, um, hit me up, and I already had one guy hit me up, and he's in line. Um, and there's another guy that, that messaged me on Kickstarter and I'll just add you to the list. And if there's any extras, you'll be first in line to upgrade your copy. Well, same um, thing happened with the, uh, the switch cases, like the, mm -hmm. um, like the game cases all of a sudden, Oh, how do I get that? Is there any way you can ask if I could get one? Like, and I'm just like, well, I could try. I, I don't know. I mean, we, we did promote it for a long time, mm -hmm. uh, during the Kickstarter. I mean, yes, some people find out about Kickstarters afterwards. So it's nice when, you can have some available, but yeah, it's, I yeah. think it's interesting now because this is the first time, you know, the Switch Collector book, like Volume 1, is coming out. So now people are going to be familiar with this, hopefully, when Volume 2 comes out and has an idea of, of the items that are given out, you know, different tiers and add-ons and stuff. So I think this will help. I think the streaming definitely helped. I think doing the unboxings and early looks helps, but now you're now you start to see 
the, this new, the new wave of questions of how can I get one? Do you have extra? So, you know, it's good. I mean, it's, you're building up hype and, and curiosity for this. But, yeah, I think it's, um, it's exciting times. We're, and it's we're definitely one of there. those things going forward where it's like when people see my book online, mm-hmm. it's an eye-opener. And then even more so when people see it in person at conventions, it, like, yeah. blows them away. And it's oh, like, yeah. well, I try to promote it as much as I can, but, uh, you know, computer screens only do so much. Right. <laughs> Like and I, I, we had quite a few people um, talking about shipping costs. Well, the book's like oh, four yeah. pounds, so internationally, like it's gonna be kind of expensive, probably more than the book. Um, I did go back and went to my um, my warehouse and asked them to readjust some of the weights just to see like if the pricing changes. So I think it did come down like five dollars for people mm-hmm. and then i saw somebody complained about the cheaper cost so you can't win <laughs> no shipping is ridiculously expensive mm-hmm. i mean like I, I ship stuff to canada i ship stuff to uk to, to australia i mean it, it costs a lot for not very much in the box but and mm-hmm. they have to realize it's like you're not really doing this to keep costs like you're not overcharging to make mm-hmm. a profit so you're passing that on and it's like i don't control usps like I know it stinks, but it's like I'm in the U.S. and this is what it costs to ship to you. Unfortunately, um, I, I also hunt me down at the convention. Com- <laughs> yeah, I did like the comments about why is and we've seen this once before. I think during the campaign, but why are you making a book for a system that's still coming out? And we're like, it's, it's year one. We're in year what? Year what one, year are we in now? Year four already? Three? Um, we're on like, fourth well, year. Four year. And we're like, we're going to be doing this each year. Well, I'll just wait till they're all out. I'm like, I don't okay. understand that logic, but okay, like, you know, follow us along. And then when, you know, we're all done with the switch, you know, we'll make the final book and boom, you know, you could maybe find it. But it's just like, to yeah. me, it's very weird comments because I'm like, I don't understand the logic where it's like, are you complimenting us? And then like backhand, like going like, what's the point of this? Because it's like, we're collectors and I don't want to wait till year 10 to start getting a book about the early titles and realize wow, all these, book, all these games in year one, I can't find anymore. I didn't even mm-hmm. know these came out. It's like the whole point is like, this is live. Like we're, we're collecting as the system is going on and now you have a, like a concrete book of, yeah, year one is done. They're not adding anything to year one. So this is going to be your way to keep track of everything. And I just found it funny. And I like that people kind of were jumping in going like, um, they're going to be doing this each year. Like this is a good thing for collect. And I'm like, yeah. okay, good. Like I'm glad the majority of, of the community that was responding understood like the, the project behind this. But sometimes I just, I find it funny when people make these comments. Cause I'm like, I, I don't get where you're coming from and I don't understand why you're so upset. There was opposite in the live stream too, where people were like, thank goodness you're doing this now because uh-huh. if I found out about this later, it would be crazy. Cause there's a lot of games in here just off the live stream that they were, they didn't know about oh. or, or forgot about even, and it helps reinvigorate our backlogs, yeah. our collections. Like, it's crazy. I well, love when somebody... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, well, if you look at game collecting as a whole, if you look at any system library, the a lot of times the, the hardest to find or more uncommon or even the most expensive games are either towards the start of a console's life cycle or at the very end, and mm-hmm. occasionally in the middle... And and there's usually a story behind it, or there's a low print. And you know, prior to you know five years ago, these low prints were usually retailer exclusive, like a Walmart or a Target exclusive that didn't get a lot of of, of know-how or, or knowledge. And and now they're sought after. Um, but but with the 
the whole resurgence of like limited run and all these these limited companies and these limited prints it's honestly made switch collecting that much more hectic and if you missed a, a year one limited run release or or a super rare release those ones are, are already starting to go up because people weren't collecting the switch right away and the sooner you're aware of it, the sooner you can hunt it down or start looking, and maybe you could find it at a better price. Uh-huh. And with so many, this isn't going to be just a, a start of the system's life cycle or an end of the system's life cycle. This is going to be sprinkled throughout the middle, um, which which we can actually use as a segue if you want to one of the stories I know you wanted to talk about, JP, where a certain company decided to uh, yeah. put a certain game on their store. At only a thousand copies. <laughs> Not yet. We'll we'll get to that because we still gotta do the giveaway. Well, well, I was I was gonna say, also doing this now gives us a better chance of making sure we capture the story. So think about Cookie Mama. Like you can oh, easily yeah. have two pages of that, three pages in the book. You can have a copy of the transcripts that went by in terms of like the press releases. I mean, there are stories to many of these games, and I think as we go along, people will definitely. If they don't already, they're going to see the value because once we start entering the years of the limited publishers, to me, that is key for these collector books because there are so many that are coming out that people just don't know, still don't know about. Like, it's funny when I post something, I go like, oh, just a reminder, Pandra Dragoon and Shadowgate pre-orders are closing this week. Like, they're closing tonight. And people are going, oh, my God, I completely forgot about that. Like, thank you so much. I need to know. And then somebody was like, this is my first time buying from Limit Run, and I just bought, like, a whole bunch of their back, like, titles that they still had i mean people are just learning still about these companies and they're going to continue there's going to be somebody getting into the switch in the final year going like all right you know the system's on its end i'm going to start collecting what are all these limited games like where do these all come from and how many <laughs> companies are there and our book is going to capture all of that i mean to me that that you gotta think about it like i'm even bad about getting some of this stuff pre-ordered and i'm on the playcast like mm-hmm. it's crazy and it literally though for me it's more like i'm at work and i can't access any of the game websites at work i can get on like mm-hmm. facebook and my email and that's it and i can't get on any game sites so like yesterday on friday was a crazy pre-order day and i get off and i'm like i'm having to go like jp and search every site and i'm like okay uh-huh. here's what i got because i can't go on jp's twitter it's too much stuff and, sorry and so like maybe sunday i'll catch some stuff i missed off of jp mm-hmm. switch manias you know release thing <laughs> that he'd post but like like literally there's so much out there and then having yeah. this physical resource is yeah. gonna be essential and so those that are gonna wait though good luck because like if a book goes out of print we may or may not reprint yeah. it. like if we can we will if there's interest but like to do an entire print run requires an entire print run's worth of pre-orders. So I will say, at the very end, we are going to need like a big box set holder <laughs> for all the books. A giant steel book for all. Yeah, the books. I don't know how many. <laughs> I mean, we'll have like thirty books probably by the end. But I just, I will build <laughs> yeah. a shelf just to put them all nice, you know, in one line. But <laughs> switch um, media play cat shelf. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love when somebody's like, "There's only like eighty games in year one." Like, like complaining True. about the book, and I'm just like. Yeah, that was the slowest year we're probably going to see. I mean, if anybody knows me and I can do 180 pages on the Nintendo Virtual (laughs) Boy, like, okay, 80 games, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) We should talk about, you know, we can segue now if you want about uh, what Barry was referencing to a thousand copies of... Let's do the giveaway first. 
All right, let's do the so giveaway. So we you can be to... done with the book, especially since sure. I did tell you both before we get to the giveaway that I did find the first error in the book, and I'm mad about you it. You did. Are you going to tell us what it is? Yeah. So I was don't, told... Don't be my section. Don't be my section. I was told that Soul Catcher worked for Super Rare Games. No, Special Reserve. Mm-hmm. And somebody may have mentioned Super Rare before. And so, yeah, it's Super Rare game. So in print, it shows that he works for Super Super Rare in his contributor uh, section. So I found oh, that boy. out when I was going through the, um, the cards, and mm-hmm. I was like, because I did a couple cool things with the cards. Like, I did the best year one collection, which he won. Nice. And I was like, oh, it's, it's, you know, I went to his Twitter and I'm like, special reserve, type it in. And then I was going back and he wrote, um, I didn't, I, I was like, oh, he's also a contributor. Okay, cool. And because I put the name as the contributor and not his hashtag of soul catcher. Mm-hmm. And so then I looked at him like, wait, Eric Winblatt, soul catcher. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, so I contacted him and I'm like, dude, I owe you. Like, uh. Year two, we'll make an we'll make an apology. Well, he also said that he's gonna get crap for it. I'm like, dude, that sucks. I'll uh, whenever we do, it's already fixed in the master uh, copy mm-hmm. of the book. So when if we do reprint um, in the future, it'll be updated in the reprints. Um, but all it's, I heard it's, is variant book now. It's literally yeah. page two hundred and eighty <laughs> on it, and it's a oh boy, and it's a contributor review. Um, mm-hmm. if people don't know his name, they won't be able to associate with Soul Catcher. So only people that listen to the playcast and know him mm-hmm. personally are going to realize my mess up. Um, oh boy. but it is what it is. It's, there's yeah. always going to be lots of little changes because here's the thing is as people read the book, they're going to find some kind of discrepancy like, Oh, this, you wrote that down that it's one player and it's actually two player or something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's what yeah. the back of the box says. Or there's a copy-paste error, which happens sometimes, especially when I'm looking at 80 games in the future, 300 games. Um, mm-hmm. There might be something where I didn't edit that one page and went skipped past it on accident. Or There's a lot of stuff, and like none of us caught it. Like The 10 people that look at it didn't catch it, and it's it's crazy. Like, well, you know, do you remember in, in Nintendo Power how they had a section that was Counselor's Corner? Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, just for help. Well, you can start a new tradition going forward in year two onwards called Correction Corner. <laughs> and just literally, here's all the corrections we found in the previous year's book for sure. uh, since since this came out. And just kind of do it like an homage to uh, Nintendo Power. Well, I also um, missed, a, missed a digital game that I really love. And I didn't realize it was year one until I was looking at year two. And that's a Pinball FX3 was year mm. one and i didn't add it in the digital only section and it's highlights but still so i would add that to it too like hey there's a year one game that i recommend called mm-hmm. this or and if and that's the other thing if readers listeners uh switch core members whomever uh post anything like that from year one that we didn't include or they would like or that mm-hmm. we, maybe we forgot about like we can add that to a to something like that, like a uh, correction corner or some deal. I'll have to freaking trademark Barry on that now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it sounds anything good, though, on, right? Sounds good. Cast is fair use. <laughs> sounds good. And we need to, Barry needs to get his picture because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we can add it to the playcast card because I'm hey, finishing uh, up cards. So busy. I've been. Sorrow streams daily. Sorrow streams I'm, daily. 
I've been sending him messages, but they're not even showing his red. He's just too busy for me. Oh. Maybe you can send him a message and say, hey, check Barry's messages. <laughs> I'll send him a text. <laughs> we're, we're friends on Facebook, like a person, not, not only the Saru, but his personal account, too. But he's, he's not checking either one. Yeah. Or at least so, not. <laughs> not so really. I alluded to the cards. Um, I actually finished up all the cards this morning. I was working on them for like six hours since I woke up. Um, hmm. And so... There are 40 cards total, um, numbered 0 through 39, by the way, because I got a pro- nice. the promo card. The promo card is actually the promo art of the book. Um, that's, that's awesome. That's the promo card. So those that backed and are getting a random assortment of cards will get uh, cards 1 through, I want to say, is it 1 through 10 is what I'm going to be offering up for the random assortment cards, which is literally those having to do directly with the book. Mm. Um, then after that, there's contributors and guest writers and a few of the different giveaway cards because there's I have Best Collection and Best Fan Art. That's two mm. different mm. year one awards. Um, and then I also have a Switch History card, which is on the launch day. So it's one of the Switch Core members who got the first Switch. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. with, with Doug Bowser. Um and then there's a lot of contributor cards and so all I'm waiting for is anybody to get back with me with their um handles so they're cuz on every card it has their website and Twitter handle so that way and if they don't it'll be switchopedia.com and at Higgins Alley um mm-hmm. as it if they don't have anything or if they don't get back to me um but like, th- there's actually going to be the first two limited r- limited cards in the contributor section. Well, not limited, but limited developer cards because there's going to be uh, Doug Douglas Bogart wrote in there, so he has a card for limited games, and then of course mm-hmm. Soul Catcher that we just alluded to with Special Reserve. So, and he'll actually have two game two cards. One of his is yeah. just Switch Joy Cons, mm. custom image that I created for that from from his section. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I kept it streamlined. I was gonna write a little bit on each card, and I was like, no, I think it'll be cooler as just like tribute art cards, and it'll make things streamlined. So literally going to put in an order for these cards um, this weekend. So then we'll have them, and it'll be done. <laughs> so, so the cards are done. Um, so the cool thing is though, is now that people are going to know that there's year one awards, best fan art and best collection for year two, we might actually have some people like go mm-hmm. up, above and beyond because it's not necessarily the best collection overall. It's the best year one collection. So, cause soul catcher had a post of every single year one game with all variants. And that was the, that was what impressed me for him to win best collection for year one. Awesome. It had every single variant in a picture. It looked cool. All the way from Europe to US to Jap- Japan English. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool. So, you know, so somebody gets a cool picture out to me um, by year by the year two one. And then the history year two, I'll pick out one. Cause so, like, the, that's going to be an ongoing thing doing cards. Uh, there may not be 40 every year. And, and the numbers are going to continue, right? Um and like myself and and JP probably aren't going to get multiple cards every cuz <laughs> JP has a has an interesting card. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm 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 eager. I'm ready for Well, this. you're on the back of every card too cuz you 
you helped because uh, it's Higgins Alley and JP Switchmania with our our picture our logos with our caricatures on them on the back of each Switch Collector card. So just like on the back That's of the awesome. Switch Collector book, because you helped I, you, you know helped I make it a, helped he helped to make it a reality with building hype. So I think it was smart that you used Garbage Pail car, Kids cards for JP. I think that was an aesthetically <laughs> good design. <laughs> Scratch and sniff JP card. It smells oh like JP. <laughs> You left the car that tastes really bad. <laughs> like a Switch Oh, no, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Like, it's it's awesome. Um, nothing embarrassing or crazy. Just yeah. just fun. And the thing is, I did the cards because they were fun. If people aren't interested in them going forward, I mean, we can always just, you know, hmm. only have year one cards and or just, like, Switch Collector year one cards or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people really dig it and they want cards, then... We can do that. We could do a couple cards instead of forty. We could do like five or something, like make it cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, though, those that back like the everything tier with all the different accessories, they get the full set of cards. That's so, awesome. and then every contributor gets their card. So, like the mm-hmm. contributors are gonna get their card um, or any card that has them. And Soul Catchers. Um, case he'll get two his both of his cards um so and then the only way to get the actual promo card is to get every card so nice. yeah that would be the only way is if they get all the cards they get the promo card um and then those that got a the pack of five will get one number one through ten they'll get a random assortment i'm just going to order them as many as i need to and then i'll randomly disperse them so that way mm-hmm. some some people will get the elusive jp card some people won't <laughs> the rare one that'll be the that'll be the one on ebay uh, hey it's it's as cool as people make it i mean it's true i'm not gonna make any extras after those are done and i'm just gonna let people go go ham on it and they're gonna be high quality because i um was doing a a card game called bit battles so i actually have a a company that prints like amazing quality cards they're gonna be like playing card quality like with like gloss and everything they're gonna be awesome mm-hmm. so they'll be super high quality they're not gonna be trading cards they're gonna be like rounded corners and stuff so it'll be cool um and i think that's like my last piece uh there's the switch arcade the guy who is developing them actually put together the first demos um so that's that's good to go too. Like everything is turning up, JP. Yay! I like to hear that. <laughs> except, except my phone battery, which is down to two percent. So I'm oh, trying to find crap. a plug before oh, I just disappear, crap. like I normally do. Oh, um, so I'm going to go radio silent for just one so, minute. So while JP goes radio silent, um, I actually downloaded and played the Super Mario Maker Two World Maker update. Um, so basically, Nintendo announced it over the last week that they were doing an update, the final update to Super Mario Maker 2. Um, And I don't know, Barry, have you played the update yet? I downloaded it, but I have not had the chance to play it yet. But I've watched some videos, and it looks incredible. I will call this a game changer. It is literally a brand new game now. Um, It's weird to think about, but like to me, I would power up Mario Maker 2 every once in a while because I'm not much of a creator. I like to just play. Um, and I would play a, a level or two. Now you can go to the worlds in the bottom left corner and you can press a button to randomly and it, it like shows like planets and you can press the button and it changes the planets and you can see all of the worlds that people make. And the thing is, is instead of making like a troll level to mess with people, which is like 
70% of what's on Mario Maker 2. Now people have to balance and design levels to create a full world. So, And if they don't do it well, people will vote it down and it won't get viewed. So it's pretty interesting to see. And I noticed that like I'll go to a lot of the worlds now with a lot of plays. And they're really, really solid. Uh, some of them are like classic Mario games. It's because it's a full Mario Brothers game now. Other ones are like, you'll see where it has a ton of traction and there's like five levels and then they end up all being like music-based levels. <laughs> so the person makes music-based. There was one that was like 10 levels and it was all like crazy glitch levels where they did like ghost wow. houses and you go into like a pipe and it gets all warped and then you have to go to the end you die and when you go back to this checkpoint then the world changes so like you have to die and it like somehow does some kind of mario glitch in order to beat it and it gives you like a hundred lives at the beginning of this world so it's not like you you're gonna lose but um that one was super cool but like the whole game now is completely reinvigorated um you can absolutely create your own worlds I have only created a few levels just for the playcast when we did the episode on it, so I don't even have all the stuff unlocked yet, but there's tons of different options and upgrades, and, like, it is just super cool. Did it come with some, like, Nintendo-made levels, like, new Nintendo-made levels as well, like a new (sighs) Nintendo World or something like that, or is it only player-created? I heard there was a rumor of new Nintendo, like new Nintendo levels or something, but I haven't seen any. There are these ninja cha- uh, challenges that came up since I played, and the ninja uh, levels I think are created by Nintendo and they're speedrun levels. And so there's five of those at the bottom of the screen. Because on the screen it has all your different options. There's like a ninja one, and there's like five of those, and I think it rotates every once in a while. I haven't seen any new levels since I started the update. But I haven't went back to the game in a while. And now that I have, it's been a daily play for me, um, playing through some Mario levels. And the best part is is that, so you say you start Super JP World, um, and he has eight, eight worlds. Well, say you beat World 1, and you're like, all right, I'm done with that for now. You exit out. It actually saves your place. And wow. and it and so oh, when you nice. go to your profile, you can see the Mario blends, and it shows all the worlds you've played and exited out of. And so then you can go back and play them. Um, I don't know if you can clear those out yet because, like, there's a couple where you literally get to, like, the final world and it's a troll level. And I'm like, I can't beat it. So, oh, no. <laughs> so, like, I, I, um, I don't know if you can clear that stuff out or if it falls out after you save a certain amount. Because knowing Nintendo, <laughs> when you can't even add infinite friends on the Switch, they're probably going to have a cap somewhere. <laughs> so... Um, I just make sure that I go back and play the ones I have fun with, so that way. Now, I- now since you actually got around, it's really a chance to mess around with this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I watched the video. I know what's added. This is the final update. They say this is a, this is it. This is the last hurrah can do for Mario Maker Two. Mm-hmm. Maybe that means Mario Maker Three is coming. Uh, I don't know. But is there anything that you would have liked to have seen in Mario Maker Two that didn't get added? So I would say the only thing that I want is an easy way to play friends, worlds, and levels. And if we could like share worlds together. So for example, if we wanted to do a Switch Mania Playcast world and have all the listeners submit their worlds and we create a world based on all the listener levels, like there's no way to do that right now. 
Um, you can only create your own. So that would be my main thing is more like community interaction type deal. So Because like, how often does one individual person make a full-fledged level uh, versus a team of people? Like usually oh, yeah. it's it's a team of people. So like to get that full creation, I feel like it would be awesome just to be able to, you know, have everybody. So like even the three of us to make the playcast, like we could all three like submit levels to each other and have one world that's made up of our levels. So I think that would be the main thing just from World Maker. Obviously, it's only Super Mario World as the uh, map. So, I mean, if there was more options for that. There's always more options, though, but I feel like there's so much to the game now that it's pretty amazing. Um, I would only change some of the community stuff. Other than that, like, it's a pretty flawless experience now, and I feel like this is, like, the perfect version of Mario that could go on essentially forever. Um, I hope that you're right, too, or the rumors are right, and we do see Nintendo-created levels for this world maker that'd be awesome mm-hmm. i i mean well, i may have just not found it too so <laughs> yeah, it's true yeah i think for me the the biggest disappointment is that underneath the four main styles is it specifically says other styles as in plural and it's mario 3d world and a blank space and i was really hoping for either a mario mario 2 us or a mario land 2 style yeah. um just to kind of create some new new types of gameplay well, but you know we're not getting mario 2 because they gave a mario 2 mushroom now in the new yeah. update so you can but but still mario that that only makes mario play like like mario 2 version mario 2 levels would be completely different like there's so many other aspects to mario 2 levels mm-hmm. that you know you could do like the waterfalls with the logs and and you know, like the 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 vases, like in the desert, where you can go down and and the, the sub sub worlds and stuff like that, like the the potions and mm-hmm. create different potion areas. Like there's so much you can do yeah. in Cause, in cause that. What style. did they What did they add Mario Two style? They added you can dig like desert stuff, but you can dig up like I think the clouds, which I think they're going to update to a sand. You can you can do the falling logs as falling platforms. Um, you can definitely stand on enemies and dig them up. They have the key with the, um, with the mask. Yeah. So they have that. Um, I mean, it's missing a lot of the classic enemies, of course. Like, it would be awesome to have Birdos and Mausers and... Yeah, I was going to say, all the bosses... I mean, hell, they have ninji speedruns that ninjis were from. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, Nintendo. Shy guys are from Mario 2. Classic shy guys. But, and that, so that's the thing is, like, they added some stuff, so I think that they tried to appease without having to rework an entire whole other world. Um, in my opinion, like, that third, or that extra one should have been a new gameplay mechanic totally, because, like, Mario Land could have been up in the top. So could Mario 2. Like, Mario 3D World was a new me- mechanic, right? So, like, maybe even just Mario 64 or something like something oh, ridic- some ridiculous. 3D. <laughs> yeah. Mario something. Maker 3 is all 3D Mario game. But. Yeah, something insane. <laughs> but I really feel like this game is the perfect version. Like, it kind of makes Mario Maker 1 irrelevant outside of, like, all the cool um, costumes for the Mar- Super Mario 1 skin that's the only thing that maker 2 doesn't have now i want to say 
Um, so there's yeah. so much action. And with the World Maker, it, it's it's a game changer. I love it. Um, I'm going to be playing it. Like you're talking about games you play right before you go to bed. That's mine now. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to play some new, Mario World. New level every night. New world. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's awesome. Um, the other thing is, is JP back? I am here. Okay. I thought I heard you back there. Um, yeah. did, did both of you see or back the Sword of the Necrodancer on Kickstarter? Absolutely. I, I even shared it the other day. Because there is a there is a um there is a physical for that, which is really yeah. cool. And yeah, JP, you sound like you're in a uh, tunnel right now. <laughs> yeah, I have to unplug my headphones to charge my phone. Okay, because you're going to be really quiet. People aren't going to be able to hear you on the cast right now. How about now? Is it a little bit better? No, I can better. hear you normal. Okay, I'm just going to scream really loud, so I apologize. <laughs> no, I, I did see that. I backed it a while ago, and then they have a few days left to go, so I shared mm-hmm. it again. Um, but the publisher is Jandusoft. Yeah, so they've done a number of titles. They've actually have a number of uh, Kickstarter campaigns. There's another one, the Indie Apocalypse, that they're doing that has a physical um, tier as well with the collector's edition. So I have no doubt we're going to be getting it. It's not one of those where you know it gets worked on and then we never see it come to fruition. Uh, but it looks really good. The collector edition looks really nice. Uh, I highly recommend backing it. They've already crushed, I think, nearly all of their stretch goals. There may be maybe one left that they're going to hit, but other than that, it's been a very successful campaign. So, yeah, it's, it's looking good. Looks awesome to me. Um, yeah. I, I absolutely want a... Uh, I, I backed it, of course, and I absolutely want a physical copy of it. So I hope that they're able to make it happen. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right, so let's go on to uh, what you guys were alluding to. Um, so I, can, I have it open. Thousand copies deal. Yeah, so there's a company, NG Dev. Mm-hmm. Um, they are putting out Gunlord. Gunlord X on the Switch. Um, but they're not just putting it out, they're making a physical copy. Uh, they just officially announced it this week. Uh, it's going to be releasing in May. So I have some additional information that people may not know because I have been talking with them through email. Um, mm-hmm. I want to obviously know more about it because when something gets posted about a physical game, I, I want to know everything about it because I don't want to miss it. Um, so the game... The game is made already, so they yes, it is. Yeah, they have. So, so a little bit of history, JP. I have a Gunlord on the Dreamcast and the Neo Geo. It's a Neo Geo homebrew as well. Physical Mm -hmm. cartridge copy of Neo Geo. Um, This is also the same company that's doing Krautbuster on the Neo Geo that they've been working on since before my daughter was born. (laughs) Um, So it's been in production. It's a thousand dollar pre order. Some ridiculous. But it's um it's been in in production for like the last eight years. Wow. So, but yeah, I have Gunlord. There's also Gunlord X, um, and it plays a lot like um Turrican, and mm-hmm. but it has a really cool like alien style art style and everything. And um, I have my copy of Gunlord already, and so it is an excellent game. Well worth getting a physical so continue yeah so they announced that it's going to be releasing in may pre-orders are going to open up two weeks before then so we don't have the date yet but on their website and on twitter they mentioned that the physical edition will be available as a standard and a limited the limited will contain a fantastic 16-bit style soundtrack several postcards and stickers and it's strongly limited to 999 pieces so i don't know how many the standard will be um 
But if we're made to believe that the 5,000 print run is a minimum to produce a game, then I would imagine that there's 4,001 copies of the standard and 999 of the limited. Um, <laughs> but, but I did reach out to them because I wanted to know a little bit more. So what they were able to share with me is they said that the standard edition and the limited are two different cover arts. Mm-hmm. But the limited edition naturally includes the standard edition and comes with a soundtrack. So I'm a little confused maybe what they're trying to say there. They said maybe, the flip maybe they're si- saying you get the extra cover with it. Maybe. They said the flip side back looks a little bit different too, and they will release more details soon. So that's what they were able to share for me. Um, they are German-based, so be coming mm-hmm. from overseas. I don't see a rating on, on their packaging, so I don't know if they have to put the USK on there, but the promo art uh, doesn't show a rating. Uh, but other than that, stay tuned because this one, I, you know, I have a feeling it's going to go fast. The 999 copies is not a lot. Um, and as soon as it was announced and I shared it, you know, on Facebook and Twitter, I was actually very surprised that like all the feedback was like, Oh my God, this game is coming. I'm so excited. Fantastic yeah. game. Need to own. Like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of interest in this one. And it you also like got all has- the people that are interested in the game and that company. There's a huge market for that company. Like NG dead team yeah. has a following. So you're going to have all those people also having their hat in this game. Yeah. Now we will get to Barry's thoughts and we can talk about the really limited quantity. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of people going like, why are they doing this? Another limited company. I go like, well, they're so publishing this and honestly like it's probably a lot more lucrative for them to do this directly than go through retail or even a another company but Barry share your thoughts no I'm I'm always excited about uh, things like this uh, especially when a you know a developer can get their game physical on a new platform and they're smart I mean switch right now is, is still hot I mean besides the fact that you can't even buy <laughs> a switch at, at retail right now <laughs> Um, just switch collecting is hot. So, you know, games sell. You know, more more games sell the Switch version. You know, than, than other systems. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's great. I just hope that you know that there's not some English on it because I know certain <laughs> certain foreign publishers, uh, mainly Red Art, mm-hmm. uh, they don't have English except for one one game they have it coming in English. But I, I kind of hate that. Like, there are other games mind. are all in English. What? Their other releases that they have are in English. Well, no, they're, they're in English. The games are in English. No, I'm the, talking the like covers. the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The I have it on the Dreamcast right here. And oh no, no, no. Oh, you're talking this game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking Red Art. I'm talking about um, from NG Dev Team. Like I have good. their other releases. Good. You know, like I I don't <laughs> mind other languages there. You know, but but if the game's in English, uh, you do prefer to at least have English, uh, some kind of description. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this. But ironically, this is not actually what I was alluding to earlier at all. Which which one, then? I was actually uh, alluding to uh, PM Studios, where PM Studios, uh, on their website, their store, decided to re-release Horizon Chase Turbo, a game we all talked about here, with a brand new cover limited to 1,000 copies, yeah. And as as of now, it has 868 remaining uh, of that. So that that might go quickly. I know the game was going for quite a you know That's quite a pricey weird. bit. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about that. So PM Studios, you know, they put out a lot of games. They're uh, a lot of rhythm-based games. You know, they've done Opus Collection. They've done visual novels like Will. 
Demo. They help publish Horizon Chase Turbo, the Mercenaries Wings. Um, they spoon that with JP. What? They spoon with JP. <laughs> yeah, they do. We're we're good friends. And, no, they're great. I got to hang out with them at PAX. Um, but right, so they just relaunched their website this week, and what they put on there, they put nine copies of the PAX exclusive Mercenaries double pack that sold out instantly. They put out a thousand copies of Horizon Chase Turbo with the daytime cover, um, and it's only thirty dollars. So you know, people were previously going on eBay, spending up to sixty dollars or so, and now it's available again at an affordable price. But you know, I'm I'm always surprised when it's like there's a thousand copies and they've sold you know a little over a hundred only. I'm like this should sell out. I mean, like I don't think people realize once this game is gone again, it's probably done. Um, and now there's a variant cover, so it's even cooler. So right, that's on there. You can pre-order directly from them the Ministry of Broadcast game that is going to be coming to retail, um, and it comes with a steel book, which is really cool. So their site sounds like you know they're going to be doing a lot more with it it sounds like they may even start doing exclusives i mean we'll have to wait and see um it, it's exciting i mean you know so, i'm, I'm uh, glad when you can think about this the company too. directly you say you, you you don't think the community understands but actually what this is telling of is the variant collector market isn't as strong as just people that want to get a copy because you're mm-hmm. double dipping this is a double dip market at that point well, and there's still people it. who don't never got it the first time that are yeah. like like JP were saying were spending mm-hmm. sixty plus dollars on it. Exactly. So I mean, it's really interesting to notice that um, a lot of so I, I mean, but that's why it's not like sold out is because not everybody wants to double dip. Like I have a copy of the night cover. I'm fine with that. I'm not going to double mm-hmm. dip. If they offer a variant cover printing in the future, maybe I'll I'll get the cover from them. But I'm not. Gonna, mm-hmm. I don't need two copies of the game. Like mm-hmm. that's that's me. Those that don't have it, yeah, they should get it now. Like <laughs> you guys are behind. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but it's just interesting to see that they're doing this and they are printing with the with the alternate cover. Um, who knows how many other companies will do this? I mean, PM Studios is famous for making me buy limited editions and standards because of that. Um, every time JP does a PM unboxing, now I'm scared because I'm going to see a variant cover. And yeah. I think I think that it's safe to say that you will be seeing variants for their standard and collector's editions, um, which I, you know, to me, I think it's cool. You know, they make it a little more special, which should be the idea of a limited edition. It shouldn't just be here's the regular game and we throw in one thing in the box and charge more. Like it, to me, it should be something different. Um, you mean you don't you know, like Rice Digital, where they just give you the regular game and everything else in a stand uh, box separately? I'm not complaining. <laughs> Listen, models work differently and they work good um i'm a fan of all of them what can i say jp likes um, all yeah. of the things yeah i like all the things and you know what's really cool is you know i'm on their site now if you miss the will collector's edition it's on sale they have it even opus demo is 50 percent off will is 17 percent off they have the limited edition of mercenaries wings that was only available through limited run games um so it's really cool that they're putting stuff on their site that you know, maybe hard to get or it's still available, but it's cheaper to go through them. The one drawback is they're only shipping to the U.S. at this time. So I don't even know if they're shipping to Canada, uh, definitely not shipping overseas. So that makes it a little more challenging for our international collectors. But, you know, um, there's there's forwarders and friends and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, that is actually not the only new piece of games announcement this week. It's Yesterday. Not. Uh, Strictly Limited Games announced the game that's going for pre-order tonight and Sunday, 
which is a game that was released in Japan supporting English, and now we're getting a uh, essentially an EU release, and that is Coffee Talk. So that is going to be coming coffee talk. tonight for pre-order. Yes, Coffee Talk. You guys say it like, what is it, the uh, Saturday Night Live sketch? Coffee Talk? Mike Myers did. Coffee Talk. <laughs> I cannot... I would uh, I would butcher that. <laughs> I still think we need to do Will for the playcast, mentioning it again. I agree with you. I think we do too. We got like such a long backlog. It's great. <laughs> like there's a million games we need to play. Uh, <laughs> good problem to have, everyone. Yeah. Perfect time for it too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was. And then you know, this week we also had Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, and Jedi Outcast open up for pre-order at Limited Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's. Pretty pretty good week uh, for games, and especially when it's a light week for retail, because all we had really was Trials of, of Mana, and we had um, Code Realize. And uh, I, I mentioned I pre-ordered code. only one game, right? What's the one game that I pre-ordered? Oh, totally Code Realize, duh. Code no, Realize. <laughs> so, um, no, the one game that I pre-ordered this week was, um, and not bought, pre-ordered, was by Red Art, and it's Eternum EX. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, also, that also opened up for Friday on uh-huh. Friday. Like it's it was a crazy, really heavy week. Like I yeah. literally had to go to every website and every website had a game and I had to make the decision because I don't buy every game nor do I have the funds to pre-order every game and i'm like do i want to get the star wars games there's a chance they may go to best buy because it is star wars they should market it so maybe i'll wait on that one and if i come across limited run at a convention they'll probably have copies um Mm -hmm. so i'm like let me wait on that one i was like it's so cute you think conventions are happening again anytime soon um then you also had on signature edition popped up with house flipper so i had to show my wife house flipper and go hey do you want to look on a on a uh, wonderful a game based on flipping a house and she thought about it. she's like oh that'd be cool and then she's like um no actually i'll wait <laughs> and so like i didn't do that one i had to look i saw coffee talk um <laughs> i didn't go for coffee talk um it is tonight but i'm like i'm not gonna get coffee talk yet uh, but it looks cool and that's the problem is all these games look cool um super rare does still have some copies of the sexy brutal in stock but it is getting low. I know that for a fact. Let me let me check yeah, real quick. And I've sold out fairly quickly, so this is the standard. They're at fourteen percent, and they don't have much left. It's it's crazy. So JP, that house flipping game is. You think you think that's actually going to get a U.S. release? You know, Good. with merge so far, it seems like we are starting to get all of them. Like even the spirit of the north is coming here, and initially that didn't. Uh, open up for pre-order at the same time that it did in the UK. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Merch tends to have like, I would say, 95% of their games come to the US. The only one that I still think we haven't seen was was it Vapora? You lost your audio again, JP. Oh, can you hear me? Which one? Vaporum. Vaporum. I thought did Vaporum come Yeah. Yeah, we can't really like you got okay. a big echo, JP. It's not like you're uh, in a wind tunnel. No, Vaporum, Vaporum was uh, EU only, and um, that's not the only one. Count Lucidor was also. Hi, sorry about that. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. Vaporium and uh, Count Lucidor. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, they've been fairly good at bringing them here. I wouldn't be surprised if that came here. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, we won't get the uh, signature signature edition. edition version. We'll get the regular. But yeah, I, I hope we get it. I. Sometimes it's hard because 
they don't always announce everything at the same time, even yeah. in their press releases. Um, so that one will be, we'll just have to wait and see. There is another game coming out soon from, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of the company. I think it's Perp. Perp, I think it is. Um, but it's the, the Persistence. The Persistence. If you've seen that one. No. That is getting a U.S. retail. So right now they've been advertising the uh, the Peggy rating one, but I did confirm that we are getting that in the U.S. So it's, it's Perp hmm. Games. Um, they are oh. a global games publisher, uh, so they're publishing this game. Uh, they do a lot on like the PS4. Uh, PSVR. They, yeah, PSVR. Yeah. But they're working with Fire Sprite Games to bring the persistence to retail this summer on the PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And it is coming to the U.S. physically, so just a heads up, uh, because it is available for pre-order right now on multiple U.K. websites, just nothing in the U.S. yet, but it's coming. Now, so I don't Barry, know you can hold out. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that's just it. I, I try to hold out because a lot of the signature <laughs> editions and stuff don't. But, but one thing Perp does, which is awesome, and I, you know, they they very, very low prints of these, is with their VR games, mm-hmm. is they actually offer them... Like only twenty five copies. I'm talking stupid low. They'll offer them on their website, where if you buy them, they'll send you the game, but they'll also send you a signed inlay by the developers. Wow. That you can put in there, and they're only they only do like twenty five signed inlays, and uh, you have some of them. I have all of them. I have every one oh. they've put out on the VR. Um, I think they're fantastic. I, I opened the game. And, and some of these games do get English releases. So naturally, mm-hmm. I double dip. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I have the European. The European ones I, I'll sell. And the American one I'll actually open up and I'll put the European inlay <laughs> in there with the signatures just to conserve space. But mm-hmm. I, I think that's such a cool thing to give the developers a little extra. So I'm curious to see if they're going to do that for their, their first Switch release because I think this is their first Switch. And if they yeah. start doing that, that's going to be really cool. Yeah. You know, we also didn't mention Special Reserve Games with Hotline Miami Collection. Oh, So yeah. this one that? opened up on Tuesday. There was That was 4, Tuesday. 000. That was this week? Damn. That was this week. So <laughs> at, at, at noon Eastern time on Tuesday, Limited Run Games opened up yours for their variant cover edition, which was just the game and the manual. They had 4,000 copies sold out in 13 minutes. I mean... I, don't uh, remember, I remember now I had to message you guys and go, yeah. I had to walk a mile out to my car to be able to pre-order <laughs> it. <Ugh>. And then <laughs> at 1 p.m., an hour later, Special Reserve Games opened up their collector edition, which was 7,500 copies, and they sold out in under two hours. That's the version and, I bought, yeah. And I have to say, I mean, it's been a long time since I've really seen something go that fast. Um, and it was just... It, that's insane. I mean, I saw people going like, oh my God, I completely forgot, or I just logged on and they're sold out already. And I'm like, I hope they do like a second chance like they've been doing. But I mean, that 4,000 copies in 13 minutes, that's insane. And I mean, I will say it's $30 to limited run, which is a good price. Special Reserve included a digital copy of the game. So their $40 physical included a $25 digital code. To me, that was a no-brainer um, To if you're going to buy it. But What's interesting is so many people started flipping the code after they got it because they, they sent it to you instantly through email. And I saw so many people go like, oh, I got a digital code, you know, 20 bucks only. And it's like you're literally just cutting the cost of your physical game. Uh, like the, the person who just bought it just made their, their purchase that much cheaper. So I'm not surprised they sold out that fast, but that's insane, though. 7,500 gone like that. That's crazy. Everyone got one? We, yeah. 
this, this, we haven't had a week like this in a while with that many no. pre-orders. Where, where almost every, I mean, you had Special Reserve, Limited Run, Red Art Games, Signature Edition Games, Strictly Limited Games, yeah. uh, uh, well, Signature PM Edition Studios. They didn't open up the pre-orders yet. They announced it. Oh, they announced it. Oh, I think it goes oh. like May, May 8th or something, like May 4th, May 8th. Wasn't so it's coming. I mean, that like a coming. Japanese uh, on Playasia or at least on oh, East Asia Soft. Yeah. There was something. Yeah, yeah, there was Lupita. Little, no, on Switch, it's Little Busters. Yeah. So that that also came out. I mean, this week in terms of retail was very yes. light. We had, like I said, we had two U.S. games, and we had one um, Japanese What were the two game. U.S. games again? We had Trials of Mana and... And Code Realized. Code Realized, um, that's right. That's a good game. And I don't know if people know, but the limited edition one, like the, I'll call it like the day one edition, limited edition... That actually is limited in print. Like, there's only one to 2,000 copies made of that one. And what's interesting is I pre-ordered that one on Amazon. They haven't shipped it, and it's yeah. sold, and it's not available. But Access Games has it on their website, and I'm honestly tempted to just switch it over to that just to guarantee a copy. Because wow. I'm shocked no- you have, yours hasn't shipped yet. Mine hasn't either. I'm in the same boat as you. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Uh, something is happening with Amazon. They're literally turning off pre-orders. They turned off their shipping- JP code. <laughs> <laughs> my jp codes no. <laughs> or you get everything get, yeah, a week Amazon, early i guess doesn't view me as as, as essential <laughs> not doing <laughs> that is gonna come here you think that's a J- japanese no exclusive. no that's a japanese exclusive I, I don't see i don't see those games coming here i mean i could always be wrong but so far i really haven't seen those make the jump um a coffee yeah. talk i'm actually very surprised that strictly picked that up like that for some reason that just is not one that i would have thought would have been coming here but good i'm glad it is you know that's good i mean my uh-huh. my thing is is that if any limited publishers are listening like there are so many unreleased games out there for them to double dip makes no sense like yeah. the game's already yeah. out like cool however unless it's like an epic game that everybody really really wants and they're holding out for a u.s one like there are like hundreds and hundreds of ga- thousands of games not released but isn't that the argument that we make is that it's double dipping for us as collectors of a global scale, but there's so mm-hmm. many people who don't buy outside of their region. They yeah. may not even know these games exist. And it's like, there's that fine line of like, okay, obviously, you know, we are of, I, I still think the minority of microcosm, like man, microcosm. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what's interesting, you know, we talk about this, but did you see that, um, physicality games put out a poll recently? On, on Twitter asking about like numbered runs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whether to have like the numbers on the packaging or not. Um, and they put it to a poll going like, you know, I buy everything or I buy what I like. And I, I really want to pull it up really quick because I thought the poll was very interesting. Um, yeah, I think so, there were more people in my boat than your guys's boat, but yeah. So, so here it is. Um, so they had 440, 466 votes. They said, we realize we haven't shared any details on how the numbering of our releases will work. While we put that information together, we'd love to get some insight from our fans. How do you feel about a game release being numbered? Doesn't matter if you have a complete set. So one option was must complete the collection, and two was I buy only what I want. 82.2% of people said I buy only what I want out of 466 people. To me, it's, you know, it's still a small sample compared to how many Switches are out there, but I really still believe that this is representative of there's not that many people going for full sets. Um, so we go back to you know strictly limited putting out a game, or even you know even limited runs. The Valhalla, right? That came out in Japan and it came out here. Clonade came out in Japan. It came out here. 
But at the same time, if you're not buying games from Japan, if you don't even go on Amazon Japan or Play Asia or even know what's coming out, this is new for you. This is the first time you're going to be getting this game. So it's not, you know, people complain about double dipping, but I mean, I don't know. If you're a global collector, yeah, you're going to double dip every now and then. If you're not, if you're a regional collector, this is the one and only time you're getting this game. Yeah. Um, who do you cater to? I mean, that's the question that you have to ask. Well, I think you got to think about it like you're talking about people who buy everything and then but even in my list it's like I have over 200 games being a selective collector and I also add games to like a spreadsheet of games that I want to get and I have 200 games that I still would like to get in the future like I'm saying like I don't have Spyro Reunited Trilogy right now I don't Mm -hmm. have Splatoon 2 like there's Mm -hmm. games I don't own yet and I absolutely still need to get them. So there's a lot of games still. So th- I'm a selective collector, and there's about 400 games. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. that just shows you how many games there are on the Switch. And so even asking that, it's like, well, what about those that are in my boat where I'm a collector, but I just don't get every everything. But I don't mm-hmm. get anything that's cool. Like, it's weird, right? So what were you going to yeah. say, Bear? I was gonna say, like thinking back to that poll, I think a lot of the the, the numbers would be completely different had it not been for limited run because mm-hmm. many people started limited run. I'm gonna go for the whole thing. They're numbered because they they really started off very slow. It was one one game a month, and it was you know big deal. And then they erupted, and they erupted very quickly, and it got very expensive for a lot of people instantly, and. It still wasn't terrible. And then they did the Darius Collector's Edition, the Darius Burst. Yeah. And it was like, oh, they were dabbling in Collector's Editions now. Now you're doing a Collector's Edition on already a limited. And then they just started hammering at home. And when they added the Switch in, they were double dipping or triple dipping with Switch because they were like a lot of games were also on the PS4 or Vita that they released. And that's when a lot of people just threw in the towel and said, I can't do everything. I mean, they're all only Vita, only PS4, only Switch. And and that's the reason. And I think if they hadn't done that, if they had done more like what Super Rares does with one game a month or even two or three games a month only, um, I think a lot more people would be like, yeah, you know what, I want that full set. Because I think, I think most people actually would like a full set. It's just that they can't afford a full set. Uh, and it's just too, too, too quickly to you know, come and buy too quickly for them to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm sure if you ask the majority of people, hey, would you like more games? Like, yeah, of course. I want all um, the games. All the games, um, all the things. But, yeah, I, that's why I think Physicality's poll was skewed that way. Because I, I took that poll, and I, I said all the games. But I don't care mm-hmm. if a thing is numbered or not, because yeah. there are plenty of collectors. I know, JB, you do this, where you have, like, all your super rare games together and all your... I will put living. the numbers together. Um, yeah. It's fine. I love spines, like, you know, connecting spines, numbered spines. Like, let me run not having a spine. It's sunk, you know, when they found out Nintendo wouldn't allow it doesn't bother me but i just end up putting theirs alphabetically but you know with um ain't like strictly limited has the little number on the spine super rare has a number i put those together even though it's out of order in my whole collection to me it's like well it's numbers it has to be together um i personally don't it's for me and i personally don't (laughs) care if it's number or not it's not going to make me not want to buy a game i mean i already buy all the switch games so i'll get it anyway but if it wasn't it's not going to be a deterrent for me um, but it's funny, Barry, you mentioned, you know, people are now double and triple dipping on these games that were on PS4 and Switch. And to me, it's like, 
wow, I finally get to get this game because I didn't buy it for the PS4 <laughs> or the Vita. Correct. Um, My Me Too, Barry, Me Too, Barry, Me Too, JP. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, see, you know, I, I'm, I mean, I'm one of those, and the reason for that is because I, I, did, I did the Vita set, so I had to get the Vita set. Yeah. Um, but, but with the limited stuff, especially early on, I mean, you were seeing these games, they were they were selling out instantly, like the PS4 games were selling out instantly too. Yeah. So it was more, I'm, I'm not going for a full PS4 set, but for the limited stuff, I'm going to go for that because mm-hmm. it's, it's limited, it's rare. And, you know, of course, things have since changed now and it's kind of like, it's less of an appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and, and I understand the, the double, triple dipping, what they're, why they're re-releasing these games. I'm still kind of, I still find it funny that they haven't, done like All a breach and clear double pack no like but but breach and clear the the two breach and clear games and saturday morning rpgs are their own development they they made them so saturday morning rpg makes sense for them to put on all systems and it's weird that they didn't do that with breach and clear and uh, bird, king. With, bird king they haven't well, released it bird king is a whole new can of worms <laughs> let's not go there we're gonna let's leave it as it's the development of one of their employees it's not their game, um, but, but yeah, let's but not get into their game. Is their game both of them? Yes, and and I'm really shocked that they didn't do like a double pack um, yeah. for that game because that game is so coveted for the Vita, and they never put it on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, but but to do that on Switch, I think that would just make money, and and they're the developers, so they would actually make more money mm-hmm. because they don't have to pay anybody but themselves. I agree. Oh, I can always I can always ask Doug. Maybe maybe we'll do Breach and Clear. You never know. <laughs> That'd be yeah, nice. Now. Deadline, you know, put the two yeah. games together. Make yeah. it. I mean, not be good. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you you saw like in the 10 a.m. batch, their uh, Star Wars like bundle, which was what was it, six hundred dollars, five hundred, sold out. I mean, that I'll tell you this: it, that cost me a lot on Friday because of those damn <laughs> collector's editions and steelbooks. But I'm so happy, and I had to double check before I bought that they did include what they told yes. me with yes. the slipbook. The slipcase. So thankfully, yeah, someone, someone else asked, and then they confirmed it on on Twitter. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense if you're going to be buying both. It's like, why wouldn't you get that slipcover? And I love those slipcovers. Like they've done it a few times now, and and they're great. So what did you get? Did you get the two collector's editions as well with the no, but I just no. So I just did the uh, the dual pack. Oh, you just Save did five. the dual pack. Yeah, I like. Listen, I like collector's editions, but I've I've had to make that cut like uh, probably over about a year ago now. So I'm very mm-hmm. selective just with every company. Like they do a classic edition for every game, I will buy every single one. I I you love and that. You me both, me, JP. Yeah, we're, we're addicted to, that, to the classic stuff. That's like my bread and butter. More than CDs, art books, deal books, it's like. Give me an NES box, an SNES box, a Genesis case, a Saturn case. Like I'm there. I just I love that retro feel. But I, I um, think JP, I think you still have my Game Boy Color <laughs> version of Shantae that I still gotta buy from you. I was gonna ask you when you're gonna buy it, but I don't want to keep bringing that up. Great <laughs> sell it though. I need to do that soon. Yeah. Yes, you do. I, I have your um, Double Dragon Four still waiting for you. <laughs> ah, damn! I gotta oh do that God. too. I'm like, man. Well, I you feel, know what? If you bring it like... to me, I could just ship it in one box. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Yeah, save on shipping. No, um, but, but yeah, it's um, I, I yeah, I mean, I think I think their collector editions are nice. I never have an issue with them. But for me personally, I've just had to be more smart about um, making sure I can at least just buy the games because that's my number one goal. And then my second goal is to get variants, variant covers, nope. variant box art, stuff like that. So um, then third would be like the collector editions. But yeah, yeah that's, I don't. That's, I don't care about the collector's editions anymore. I just want the steel books. That's the reason. Like I'm gonna gut those. I'm gonna open them up. I'm gonna take the mm-hmm. game and the steel books out. And 
and and probably like leave the soundtracks and whatever. And I, what I do with the empty boxes or whatever, I don't want. I actually have a friend locally that that likes that stuff, so I just give it to him. <laughs> I like <laughs> that stuff. I can oh, be a local friend. Oh, then you know what? If you want that stuff, if you huh. want the empty box Woo-hoo. and all that stuff, you know, I give you. I got a box. He has to do here. giveaways. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I, so, I like should, so Jeffrey, I'm surprised your wife is not like banging down the door since you had to go like an hour I heard, ago. I heard. I heard the dogs barking like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. I was like, ooh. I might get so we should probably <laughs> wrap up this episode. Yep. So, um, everybody. Definitely play Damaged in Transit with us oh, this week. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And you, we, don't we interrupt it, JP. We Hold didn't on and the wait. winner. Hold on and wait. I will lead into <laughs> it. <laughs> so definitely play Damaged in Transit as JP's interrupting Panda today. <laughs> um, and make sure that you tune in because I will be doing uh, the Switch Collector Saturdays where we will also be announcing the winner. <laughs> JP uh, interrupting. Sorry. Since JP waited and and changed the um, changed the topic earlier, we'll we'll make pe- the listeners hear it on the live stream. Um, sorry, fair enough. Yeah, and then and then <laughs> as we do that too, we'll also post it online, and JP will tweet yeah. it out and all that we'll, fun jazz. We'll also do a contest on Twitter for a code. We can probably get that done maybe you know a couple days, and then the way they can get the code before we record. Yeah. Um, and give away a code for the game. Do that you want like to do great that Sunday on, morning code? Do you want to do that on Switch Collector Saturdays while I'm streaming the game? <laughs> like yeah, if you game. want to announce if you want to announce the giveaway, and then you can always just say go to JP Switch Mania's channel. Um, I'll put it in. You know, I'll make it visible. So, so you're going to do a live stream of the game to give it away on your channel? Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying no. is give away the code via like a Twitter thing to, yeah. to, so we can fo- you know, follow the other, you know, the uh, yeah. the developers and all that and give them some love. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll announce it on the, the Switch Collector Saturday as well and see if anybody's awesome. interested so we can cross-pollinate all this craziness. Yeah. Um, yeah, and with with the um, the unveiling last week, I actually ena- re-enabled subscribers because I had like fifty subscribers on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. I have over five hundred, so I don't have that's, fifty anymore. Over the years, awesome. apparently, I've gotten a lot of subscribers over the last couple <laughs> years since I disabled. That's awesome. Like, that's great. So I have over five hundred subscribers on YouTube, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Eventually, we could start streaming the playcast, which would be hilarious for people. Because um, all I, I get. All I gotta do we is click do the button. One. All I have to do is click the button above recording, and it'll stream it to YouTube. You do realize like, I'm very accustomed to live podcasts, so it's no big deal for me. <laughs> it's no big deal and for you me either. I I treat it like this is live, so it is live because I don't edit. <laughs> I don't exactly. edit, so like it is live. It's I, always live. I think we should do a live episode and kind of see what the turnout is. I'd be very curious. Yeah, I, and I'm game for that. So I won't be monitoring comments that'd be the only thing we'd have to have somebody monitor comments mm-hmm. but other than i can that, do that i mean if there's a way if i can just see them as they come up i can monitor that now that now here's matter. a question for you would you want to do live like this just audio or mm-hmm. like we do at nintendo fuse where no. it's live with our faces and everything no nope. we, don't, we don't need to get pretty <laughs> the last time i combed my hair was before covid we can't get jp to have a freaking charged cell phone you think we could get him to work like actual video too come on now i'm trying to give him more credit okay Every, everybody would see jp like posting twitter stuff while we're recording <laughs> like, he, he wouldn't like it like we gotta have audio only so that no way you, could... you know what i think people would be like that's jp 
<laughs> you know what they would do? They would be watching it, and every time they see you start typing, they would instantly go to Twitter, like, what is he doing? Like, 3D perspective. Like, I'm really oh there god. with him. <laughs> you know, I'm watching him live type it. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And that's the thing oh, is, like, we uh, upload the episodes, like, shortly after we record, too. Oh, yeah. Because that, that's kind of part of the fun, is that it doesn't take a whole lot of editing time, so then, like, I can Which is nice. fix things. You know, I so just I, got a great idea. You know yeah. how people stream games for charity and stuff like that, and you're doing the, the Switch uh, player on Saturdays, you're streaming the game? Mm-hmm. JP can do stream twitching or, or twittering. Like, all he's doing is you're streaming himself, typing up new game announcement tweets, and, like, just have people watch him live. Save, save them all for Saturday and just start doing them one at a time. <laughs> uh, JP, oh, so- you couldn't save them for Saturday because you spend all day every day doing them. You just literally all have day, a live stream night. on yourself 24-7 oh, in the house. It's true. I would need to. So I, I did forget two things. One is that another EU-only game just got announced physically or in the U.S., which was the Fort Boyard from Microids. I posted Chef that there. Boyardee. So it showed close. Uh, showed up on Amazon. So uh, Barry, I don't know if you had bought that previously. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's right, you did. And then the other game that came out in the EU, in Asia, and Japan, and got physicals, and we did not was Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja 4 Road to Boruto. Yeah, uh, so that came out on Friday, and we only got it digitally, which stinks because I don't understand the logic of that because we get Namco Bandai titles. Well, or Bandai Namco. Um, so <laughs> I had to import that. But you know what? I'm gonna, we're probably going to have a physical with English Naruto game on the Switch, so I'm excited about that. But okay, that was the other game that did come out this week. I wanted to mention that. <laughs> That's perfect. All right, let's... Let's wrap this up. I got like 2% of my phone, so it's going to die. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. So, as always, go. you can find this playcast and myself at Higgins Alley um, and on Facebook and the Twitter at Higgins Alley, as well as at Higgins Alley Books on Instagram. And believe it or not, I'm back on Twitter, everyone. Yay! <laughs> I can tag you again. <laughs> I've, I've still been tagged the whole time. Yes, you but now you'll actually respond. Now I have to respond. Damn it. Yeah. I'm back off. <laughs> back off. Back off. Well, on Twitter, you can find me at Hawk Hellfire. And on Facebook and on YouTube, you could find me at Nintendo Fuse. JP? So everywhere is JP Switchmania. My website has over 500 reviews now. Uh, we just hit that milestone this past week. I also do my weekly release posts on that website. Twitter is primarily where I am, so that's JP Switchmania. You have YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And then, as always, just to let you know, uh, I have a few giveaways on Twitter happening right now. They're all in the pinned post now because I had so many, I even forgot some of them, so I just made one post for all of it. <laughs> so the first one ends on the 27th. It's with Bai, which is a Bye. forwarding company in Japan. We're giving away a Japanese copy of Animal Crossing with an exclusive Japan lunchbox Animal Crossing uh, item, uh, like a physical item for you. Then with PM Studios, we're giving away one copy of their Will Collector's Edition. That ends on 428. And then with Special Reserve Games, we're giving away three eShop codes of the Hotline Miami collection. So it's a $25 value for free. Uh, that ends on the 29th. So we've got giveaways back to back to back. And then, of course, we'll be doing the next one uh, for the Switch Mania Playcast. Which and Special Reserves other- with Soul Catcher, damn it, not Super. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to live that one down. No. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Have a good one. See ya. See ya.